sexy mother. S to the S. Welcome to Prince Track by Track, I'm your host Darren, and today we're going to be talking about The Max, uh, from an album that I am choosing to refer to as Love Symbol. Recorded in 1991 at Paisley Park, and then Tony M added his rap in 1992, and released on the 13th of October 1992. On the track it is Prince, uh, and we also have Tony M, and then we have Maite um, doing some spoken word, and also DJ Graves doing some scratching. Uh, the track is four minutes thirty, and joining me to speak about this is Max from Movies for the Meek. Hello, Max. Hello. Thanks for having me back. I mean, I would assume if you were like a wrestler, then this would have to be like your your entrance song, <laughs> um, so that <laughs> so that people knew it was you. My 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 uncle is actually an amateur wrestler, and he his his stage name is Max Thrasher Bounty Hunter. <laughs> oh, Max. So. I mean, at some point, you must make him come out to this scene. So, at one I point, you def- must go to a show. I will ask go, him. I'm... <laughs> just, just because it would fit so perfectly. <laughs> I mean, in terms of a genre, I don't know what to call this. <laughs> I mean, um, Prince seems to be kind of like flirting with kind of like R&B and rap um, on Love Symbol quite a lot. Yeah. Um, and, you know, this starts with that kind of low kind of um, kind of keyboard and bass. Uh, doing the kind of like the really kind of low hook, yeah. Uh, and there's a lot of kind of like there's a lot in it for a song that is only four and a half minutes. There's a lot of kind of little kind of switches between stuff. And actually, I was I was kind of inaccurate in how it starts. It starts with that kind of weird kind of uh, wee, doesn't it? The the kind of <laughs> I don't know how to describe it. It's kind of like a a little kind of uh, Middle Eastern kind of scream, yeah. Um, and in the video, um, we see Maite doing that. Um, she appears in the video with a sword balanced on her head doing belly dancing. <laughs> so really, really kind of leaning into some stereotypes there. That tried my best to figure out what she's saying in the beginning of that music video, and I, I could not figure it out. I could figure parts of it out, but also I couldn't figure any of it out. It, it, <laughs> it, it, it it's, it's obviously kind of an extension of the one line that's said in the beginning of of this song but it's it's also it, it's it, it's weird whispers and it's mysterious and they're they're in this carousel and it's 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 such a strange beginning to this <laughs> <laughs> yeah well it's worth saying of course you know all the songs um on this album uh, i think have a video um, and at this particular point, as we record this episode, about half of them are on the YouTube channel um, and they all essentially formed the, you know, the, the three chains of gold kind of VHS uh, that was released. And there was this kind of story going through about Prince seducing this Arabian princess played by Maite. Um, and in the video, you're right, it starts on this carousel and then we get the you kind of the, that kind of um, the, the wee noise. Uh, which is sampled in some later songs as well on this album. Um, And then as the song starts with that kind of low kind of bass line and stuff, uh, um, we get Prince standing behind Maite saying, you can relax now, 
the Max is in control. <laughs> and as he says control, it kind of goes into like it's like um it's like treated, isn't it? It's kind of like pitch bended. So it goes down. The, the word control kind of goes lower. Um, and it has that kind of keyboard hook that the which kind of plays throughout the song. Um, and then you kind of have, I mean, with Prince, you know. He kind of ventured towards kind of rap territory a little bit in the early 90s and then mostly backed off it. Um, you know, he mostly left that kind of stuff to Tony M um, and, and others who appeared on, you know, on his songs. Yeah. Um, and, you know, on this song, you have um, Tony M doing the, the, the kind of I want to shuffle the cards in that stack. Yeah. <laughs> Which, I, I, in fact, I love the way he says, yo, baby. <laughs> you know, it's, that's possibly my favorite thing. Prince, for the chorus, Prince just sings the words, the max. And then Tony M says, you know, yo, baby, tell me where the part is <laughs> okay. at. I want to shuffle the cards in that stack. And it's like, we can dance if you want to, but I might break your back. And he goes, more funk for your buck, you can bet on that. Which, I mean, possibly one of the best choruses ever recorded in the history of time, I feel. It's so good. Um, but, but, you know, Prince then has this kind of almost like kind of rap style of singing where he, he says, when my back is so far back, it's on the other side of the wall, which in its, in its own, that's just such a great kind of saying. Like he's backed so yeah. far up that he's on the other side of the wall. It's just so <laughs> great. You know, when half a chance is all I get, if I get a chance at all, you know, when the when the going gets tough, uh, then the tough can go. I grind the axe. That's when I go, I go, I go to the max. Um, you know, and that the I go is kind of, you know, high-pitched, but everything else is kind of in this middle register for Prince when he's doing this kind of rapping. Yeah. Um, you know, and particularly the kind of... I love this, like, the second verse with the... When they tell me to put, to walk a line, I put on crooked shoes, which is just really, really great. And then kind of fi sound financial advice from Prince here when he goes, when they tell me I can't live forever, I pay some overdues. <laughs> I, I can't imagine Prince ever sitting there with a checkbook going through his bills and deciding which ones to pay. Uh, of course not. <laughs> <laughs> and then, of course, he says, when they start making up a crazy rule, that's when I break a back. Because when I go, I go, I go to the max. Now, we don't know what he's going to the max of. He never kind of really says what that is. But, but you know, he's he's going to be going there. Yeah. Um, you know. And, I mean, some people kind of criticize Tony M because they feel that he's kind of a weak rapper. But I just, I love his delivery on these lines because it's just, it fits exactly the mood of this song. Yeah. Which is kind of, like, a little bit kind of braggy. But... Like, you know, as with the fin the same financial advice, doesn't quite know what to do, really. Like, you know, Prince understands that rappers at this particular time were very kind of, you know, you know, they would have a lot of bravado and kind of front and stuff. So he seems to understand that that's part of the genre, but he doesn't quite understand <laughs> how to execute that. So you get this weird kind of mishmash between kind of Prince's kind of musical chops, this kind of, you know, very flat kind of rap kind of delivery that's going on. Um, you know, uh, and, you know, Prince can't resist, you know, being, you know, a musician. So he can't kind of, you know, tamp himself down and just kind of stick to rap. So when we get to the middle eight, we have this thing where he goes, when my body starts to shiver from the chill of the scarlet sweat, when my lips eclipse the sun, the moon reflecting from the wet, when the blood of my love outraces <laughs> every one of the stallions in your pack. Stallions in your pack are probably a callback to, uh, you know, Little Red Corvette. Yeah, I thought that goes, as well. Yeah, that's when you go, you go, you go to the max. So he kind of, you know, he gets this kind of middle eight breakdown where he still has to kind of sing some lines. He can't he can't completely kind of stick in the, in the genre that he's kind of chosen, um, you know. And then, of course, we get the, the kind of 
you know, the, the, <laughs> my favorite kind of thing where we have the Max and then we have these kind of get funky, get funky yeah. kind of like, <laughs> I don't know. If if I weren't such a Prince fan, I would consider it maybe a little bit embarrassing because <laughs> it's it, it's you know it's it's what like a thirty four year old Prince trying to kind of glom onto this kind of genre that he isn't a hundred percent on. Yeah, and you know it kind of it kind of you know you kind of see the seams a little bit on it. <laughs> but yeah, I mean I don't know. It's it's just I mean I still think there's some really good kind of lyrics in here, and and like I say, I love the chorus, but it's it's just funny how Prince kind of can't kind of stay in the lane of what of what he wants to do and of course we then get a little bit of spoken word from Maite where she goes um I go to the max I'm not afraid I want to dance <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I don't know it's just a weird little touch isn't it in the middle of the song now I mean obviously the the whole thing that they're saying with going to the max and then Prince also you know talks about like the idea of like you know you gotta let yourself like be taken control over by the max um you know they're kind of just talking about like the the idea of just like you know him him being the type of person that goes uh beyond everyone else you know it's it's just another another song of prince talking about how great he is in comparison to everyone and how he's the best (laughs) and you know which which you know like the the line obviously i mean he doesn't say it but we could dance if you want to i might break your back um and then you know when the going gets tougher than the tough can go i grind the axe you know like he's the <laughs> yeah. one that keeps going everyone else is gonna bail out on you but he's the one that can continue pushing harder and harder um yeah it 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 I mean, let's put it like this. He's better than Billy Ocean because, you know, Billy Ocean was just when the going gets tough, the tough get going. <laughs> Prince is, is tough. He's going, He's getting tougher than the tough, you know? So uh, Billy Ocean, you know, get back in your car and, and out of Prince's dreams because, you know, he, he can compete with you quite easily on this. Yeah, And I love as well how we get this kind of, you know, the spoken thing from Prince at the end where he goes, dear love, dear love, dear love, forgive me for my sins, but you left me in such a cold, cold world to suffer in. And contrary to popular belief, and that's the way he says it, uh, even though one's life is brief, if you go there once, you'll come again and again and again. Let's go. <laughs> and then you get that little keyboard riff, um, you know, uh, and you get Maite. I don't know why, but she says, I'm sorry for you, which is just, which is just weird. Um, and then, of course, it finishes in my favorite way possible, which is saying the title of the song where Prince goes, this is the Max. <laughs> the end and then and i i love when i've said this before but i love when a song just finishes with the title of the song Uh, it's my favorite way for any musician to finish a song i mean yeah it's pretty good (laughs) (laughs) and you know in the in the music video you have the kind of clips of maite and prince and you know the carousel and all that kind of stuff but you also have footage of prince playing um in the diamonds and pearls tour you know the first leg that was in the u.s and you also have curiously enough a record signing in what looks like minneapolis tower records um as fans are kind of coming out holding up posters with little squiggles on that obviously indicate the prince has signed them um which i've got to be honest i am very jealous of all of those people oh, yeah in in that thing. and there's even as you as you watch the video there's even a little thing which says something like um, one item per person <laughs> Prince Prince couldn't take that like he couldn't take that out of the video for some reason. I he could have easily cut that out of the video, but instead you get to see this little warning of you're going for a signing, you know, with Prince, but you only get one thing signed. Yeah. You can't take like a whole stack of Prince records <laughs> to get signed. 
Um, so, you know, there's a little bit of fun of kind of, I mean, to me, it's just funny that Prince is, is like, w- didn't, wouldn't see that as like something that would be, he would be worth taking out the video. He's like, yeah, of course, everyone should know only, <laughs> you know, one cassette or CD per, you know, signature. You don't get tons of signatures from Prince. Um, and it, and of course, when he's doing this signing, he's dressed in like this, this kind of beautiful, like red velvet shirt. Um, and like suit over the top of it, and he just—I I mean, you know—he even at a record signing, he looks fabulous. Um, and I also love as well—you get a little bit of Tony M on some roller skates in the video, <laughs> um, and that he's kind of skating backwards. So yeah, and here's the thing: in in the video for Gangster Glam, there's Prince, Tony M, uh, Damon D, and Kirky J all on roller skates outside the front of Paisley Park roller skating around Prince's Chiquita yellow car. Oh my God. And it's just so much, I'm just like, yeah, it's so perfect. <laughs> You're like, of course, of course Prince and the rest of his band have to all like on the weekends, they just roller skate around Paisley Park. Yeah. Like that's the kind of, that's the kind of thing that they do. <laughs> I know. I mean, <laughs> I just love that one brief snatch of, of, of Tony M doing that though. Like he's rapping the kind of like, we could dance if you want to, but he's like backwards roller skating. And it's just a fantastic little shot. Um, but yeah, so, I mean, it's, you know, obviously the video, you know, um, you know, is obviously there to kind of promote the tour. Um, you know, you know, Princeton, obviously, you know, along with Diamonds and Pearls, you know, the the Love Symbol tour was like a really long tour that Prince went on. Um, you know, uh, by the time you get to like the following year, even when the the hits, the B-sides was out, he was still touring Symbol, you know, for for like one more year. This is, those were kind of like his two biggest tours. Um, you know, at the start of the 90s until, you know, until you get to like musicology, he didn't do a tour that big ever, you know, again. Um, so, you know, it's just fun to see the kind of footage. Now, do you, do you think that that kind of has to do with, you know, this year is, is the year that basically like grunge hit really big? You know, be, because it's kind of one of those things Probably. where it's like you, you see the direction he was going in with the new power generation and the style of music that they were writing. And then he kind of disbands it and then goes for the hits and the b-sides and when he comes back with original music he's coming back with come which is very much it's more of an album closer to like his original stuff do you think that's kind of like a response to grunge it's weird because you know um you know the idea of using the live band as he as he did on you know diamonds and pearls and as he does on this album feels a little closer to the idea of grunge anyway like you know a grunge had started to kind of bubble under in 1990. Yeah. And obviously it hit really big the previous year when Diamonds and Pearls was kind of out. So, you know, I'm sure, I'm you know, Prince obviously, you know, he stayed abreast of current trends, but I don't think he would ever be able to go in the direction of doing grunge. And I don't <laughs> think I can ever think of a Prince song that was kind of even anywhere near grunge, uh, you know. But, yeah, I mean, the like the idea of kind of, you know, you know, live bands and guitars, you know, that being like the kind of prevalent thing, it probably did kind of make Prince kind of consider what he was doing. Cause you know, at this point he was a little bit kind of chasing trends. Yeah. You know, he wasn't ahead of the curve as he had been in the eighties. You know, he was still kind of a little, at this point he was kind of a little bit behind. So it is interesting that he kind of, you know, he gets rid of most of the MPG cause he still keeps a few of them around, yeah. you know, like, um, you know, Kirk Johnson ends up kind of being with him for, like almost 10 years. Um, and so, you know, he does kind of go back to kind of almost a more Minneapolis sound, you know, when, when he returns after the hits, the B sides. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I mean, I don't know that it had like that much of an impact because 
you know, there were so many trends throughout the 80s that, you know, hair metal didn't do anything to Prince. No. Like, he never... You know, he, he there's never a point where all of a sudden he's doing like a... Even though, of course, you know, the PRMC had hair metal bands and Prince kind of, you know, bringing them in because of, the, of their lyrical content. You know, Prince was not really kind of writing the same stuff that they were. You know, they were very explicitly kind of, you know, talking about stuff that Prince would kind of, you know, couch in, in, in kind of uh, innuendo and stuff. Yeah. Uh, and even in this song, you know, there's, a, there's a, maybe a little bit of innuendo as to exactly what he is taking to the max. <laughs> And you know, you know, maybe dance it means something else, and that's why you're going to break your back. Yeah, you know, like the Prince is still kind of you know when it comes to stuff a little bit kind of coy. Um, and it's worth saying that you know after this track we get a, a segue uh, with um, Kirsty Alley playing the role of Vanessa Bartholomew, <laughs> which is I, I mean I love that because it is kind of a princey. That's that's exactly kind of what Prince would think of as being like a good name. Yeah, <laughs> uh, would be Vanessa Bartholomew. Um, and the first the first kind of segue kind of you know they they talk about the kind of you know um <laughs> about the 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 rumors about the prince and the crown princess of cairo <laughs> um you know which is the description of maite who you know in reality it you know was like a, a belly dancer in minneapolis so like not really the crown prince of of uh of cairo but you know uh, crown princess of cairo should they say but yeah you know I, I mean, I'm I'm not a fan of kind of the, the segues that Prince starts sticking into his albums um, on this one and Gold as well, where he has like, the MPG operator. Okay. Uh, and even even on the first MPG album, Exodus, there's like a, a ton of segues and they're just never, uh, they don't really ever accomplish anything. I mean, in this case, this segue also appears on the VHS for Three Chains of Gold. So it's it's kind of a, a bridge between the songs to kind of push the story forward a little bit. I, I am actually on the opposite side of the fence. I oh, absolutely <laughs> love every one of the segues. <laughs> and that's, you know, we, we were talking on Diamonds and Pearls about how, you know, like this is kind of like a revival of Prince. And it, it's one of those things where the, the whole segues that he brought in and these little transitionary tracks... I absolutely love, and I, I think the reason that I love them and value them so much is because, especially, you know, in the 2000s, you know, when it, Diamonds and Pearls and, you know, you have, like, Purple Rain and 1999, like, that is an incredible era of Prince, but, like, 2000s, late 2000s is, like, some of my favorite prints that ever existed <laughs> like it, with a hundred percent certainty i can say that if prince if the very last release that prince did was artificial age i would be fine with that i haven't heard the two cds after that i know they exist i almost refuse to listen to them just because affirmation three i think is one of the greatest songs that's ever been written and it's just such a beautiful <laughs> like final thesis statement and and the the reason that i think that that is such an important thing is just because the the segues that he uses is going against what tr is kind of trending at the time which is just people don't even put out albums they put out singles and so the thing that's really interesting with it is by kind of creating this like narrative flow which was established here he makes it so that not only are you kind of half 
you you're forced to listen to the whole album but he's giving you like this story and this kind of reason to listen from one track to the other and i love it and he he went way overboard when he made that video game if you've played that or at least seen that you know that's that i'm a, i'm aware of that let's say okay. <laughs> i haven't played it but yeah you know he's aware of he it, went yeah. super overboard with the whole narrative concept and like you know this this guided journey um with that but it it it's still i i absolutely love it especially on gold experience i i love all of that stuff <laughs> yeah <laughs> well i i'm gonna say this then i expect you to return for the track wedding feast from uh, rainbow children then <laughs> i would love to <laughs> because that's only it's, a, it's like 43 seconds or something like that um <laughs> Uh, yeah, which I'm sure I could actually recite the entire thing right now because um, it's just such a kind of silly little track. But yeah, I mean, you know, obviously, um, you know, when I've got this on iTunes, I've, t- I've taken out all the segues and I've just got the songs. But the same, you know, as I said on some of the I tracks. I <laughs> As I said for some of the tracks on Graffiti Bridge, you know, my version of Graffiti Bridge on iTunes just has the Prince songs. I've removed everybody else off and put them onto a different thing so that they don't interrupt all the Prince songs (laughs) on that album. So, you know, I'm very much one for, you know, managing the songs that I I prefer on on my Prince albums, Um, you know, and... Obviously, having having had you know love symbol on cassette, you know Christmas nineteen ninety two, um, again pretty much only getting it for the track sexy mf and just ending up listening to the whole album, um, you know I I kind of kind of grew to tolerate let's say these segways, <laughs> um, so I don't I don't mind them that much, but you know if I've got the choice on iTunes to get rid of them, then I just don't bother listening to them. Harsh, um, but you know. <laughs> I, but the thing is, as well, is kind of the narrative of of Three Chains of Gold kind of feels like it gets a little bit abandoned by the time you get to side B of this <laughs> album, anyway. So I like I don't I don't feel like the kind of the narrative is kind of kept together. Apart from there's a little bit between arrogance and the flow, and then there's a little bit after Three Chains of Gold, isn't there? Where there's like um, you know the reappearance of Kirsty Alley, and you know at the time, you know I'm a huge Star Trek fan, so having Kirsty Alley, you know who most recently at that point had been Savick. Um, and also, you know, it was also huge on Cheers at this point, uh, kind of on a Prince album. That was, you know, yeah. that was kind of interesting as well, because you're like, what is going on here? You know, why, what caused her to want to be on, you know, doing these kind of little interstitials on a Prince album? It's like a really weird kind of choice for her to make. Um, but, you know, I guess the kind of the lure of working with Prince, um, you know, still kind of, you know, I mean, even right up to the end, you know, it still worked, didn't it? You know, the fact that he was Prince... Um, I think people couldn't resist, you know, if he said, come on, do these segues, you're like, yeah, of course. Yeah. You know, if it's, <laughs> if it's a chance to spend five minutes with Prince and, you know, I can understand why people would do that. Um, I was not able to find any covers of the Max, <laughs> which is probably, probably not a surprise. Shocker. Um, yeah. But, you know, I, I, I still, I still feel like it's quite an enjoyable song. I would, I would only have to, I could only really give it four out of five at most. Um, yeah, you know, but... I love the production of it. I think the production is the thing that really sells it to me, um, you know. And also the fact that Tony M says "your baby," um, <laughs> you know. I just were I to ever meet Tony M in real life, I would say to him "your baby," <laughs> and that, that's how I would greet him. Uh, I don't think that's going to happen, but if I ever did, um, take note, Tony Mosley, uh, or should I say Anthony Mosley? <laughs> give you give you your full name. If I ever meet you, I will simply greet you with "your baby." Um, <laughs> So, I mean, what's your feeling on a rating? Definitely a four out of five. 
yeah, it, it's 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 very good, but that's about the highest I would give it. And you know, in four and a half minutes, Prince really kind of goes from one thing to another and kind of has a lot of different ideas. And you know, it's it's it does it. You know, I, what's funny is when I saw the the tra- the like the length of the track as four minutes thirty, I was like, it feels like there's a lot more going on in this song <laughs> than would last four and a half minutes. Like they really kind of throw everything at it, and that's something that I actually love about the the Love Symbol album is every track has so many things kind of thrown at it. Uh, the exception maybe being Sexy MF, which is about the most linear song on this album. Yeah. It has one very specific idea, which is here is Prince doing James Brown. <laughs> and then it sticks to that and then doesn't doesn't divert at all in any way. But yeah, so I mean, you know, I feel like we said as much as can be said about the Max. Uh, so let's go to plugs. All right. Uh, I'm the co-host of the podcast Movies of the Meek. You can check us out on iTunes, Stitcher, and we are also on Twitter, so check us out on there. Great stuff. And you can find us on Facebook at Prince Track by Track, or we're on Twitter at Prince Podcast, or you can email us, not sure why you would, at Prince Track by Track at gmail.com. Thanks once more for joining me to talk about the Max. Max? <laughs> Thank you so much for having me. And otherwise, goodbye. <laughs> <laughs>